Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Swire Ho, who is the promo guy. Swire, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Uh, as the name say in business, I'm known as the promo guy. I'm in the promotional product business where I help my customer growth sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with custom branded product. And for fun time, I really do have a lot of hobbies, but too little time. Uh, mostly, I like to uh, be healthy. So I like fitness. And I also uh, have two fish tank, one pond, and then I'm getting into bonsai right now. So lots of things to talk about if you want to go into those. You said bonsai? Yeah. What is that? Educate me. Bonsai is like a miniature uh, landscape or like a tree form that you will see, you know, in the nature, for example, you see a big pine tree that is, you know, 50 feet high, but then there's actually a miniature scale where you put it in less than a feet long, but the same feature, same characteristic as you would see that in nature. So it's very challenging and something that I'm getting into deeply right now. I love it. There we go. What sparked your interest in bonsai? I like to have a routine. I like the challenge and I like gardening. So this will be like a expert level type challenge for me. And then something that you cannot do in one day, you know, to develop a truly unique bonsai, you need, we're talking about five, 10, even 20 years uh, to do so. Something that I want to get into, I'm getting older, so maybe hopefully by the time I'm really old, um, you know, I can make something out of it. That's awesome. I love it. Well, let's jump into your motivation now. Tell us a little bit more about what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Well, my kids, right? I have two kids. You know, they are what my son is about to go to college right now. So obviously wanted to help him uh, to the best with our ability you know, to work. I like working too. It's, it's challenging. I like being creative. So I think my work uh, gets me to be in front of a lot of people to pro- provide creative ideas for them. So I think combination of a lot of different things. There we are. There we are. When did you first learn that you really liked to be creative? And is it a skill that one can develop or is somebody born with it? I think so. We, we're born curious. You know, imagine when we were a kid, <clears throat> we like to ask everything right we question everything but along the way we stop asking question we when we when we get older I, I i notice myself too when i get older i assume a lot of things but then you know the best way to learn is actually a lot to ask a lot of questions there's no right or wrong questions sometimes you as a kid we ask dumb questions but that's how we learn but once we stop asking questions that's when we stop growing so I still want to challenge myself to ask tons of questions, uh, good and bad. You know, then you you can talk to different people and you can really get more information out from people if you ask the right questions. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I love that. I think they're asking the right questions is key. There's this book called change your questions, change your life. I think it's a good book for those who like that statement to go out and read. Well, awesome. Swire, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now tell us a little bit more about your vision for your business and your life. In the business, what my mantra will be is do more with less. You know, we used to have another business, me and my wife, uh, actually business partner, by the way. So when I say we, it's uh, me and her. So we have a business, we're in CD, DVD replication, which consume a lot of our time. So in 2013, we sold that part of the business, um, meaning wanted to spend more time with the family. And then we're looking at what we do with our capabilities. What can we do that could sustain the family? You know, we have two kids. Uh, so we've, I actually found out that I actually want to do more with less. How can I use technology? How can I use the tools available with me? Or how can I work with partner that I could potentially clone myself like a few times? So you think there's a lot of swire out there doing work. Um, I think so far we have a good structure in place. And I think with the pandemic, it's actually opened up more opportunity to be people more accommodating that you are working remotely. So I think this is a trend that I'm really focusing on and want to see how I could become more effectively with what I do. There we go. There we go. I love it. And so you've learned a little bit about outsourcing, duplicating your efforts so that you can do more with less. Tell us a little bit about um, that first partnership or that first hire. Was there any um, adversity or lessons that needed to be learned? Well, until it, I'm, I still wanted to say I'm in the learning experience because if you're an entrepreneur or if you ever hire uh, someone in your business, you know that it's really hard to let go of something that you could have done yourself. You know, I think I'm the face of the company and I should do everything for the company. But at some point in your journey, you you know that there must be someone out there who do, do it a lot better than you which they do every day, you know, more qualified than you do, but are you willing to let go? So I think the the first part for me is the letting go. I could have done it. I could have, you know, deliver it. I could have write that article or I could have finished that uh, job with the client, but then you have to actually delegate and let go. um, So then you could, you know, create actually a better successful version of you because if you're uh, holding on to yourself all the time, then you're never going to go to your full potential. Letting go so that you can create a better version of yourself. Tell us about somewhere where you're letting go right now. Like, what are you learning to let go of right now? Well, something that really close to my heart, you know, my son, you know, my wife constantly have to remind me that your son is not you. You know, whatever that you like to do, whatever you enjoy doing, he can choose not to do those things. And then it took me a a long time. I, I still not able to, you know, letting some of that go because you know we have different interests we uh, like different music we have different way of gathering our, our resource and there are different ways that we like to understand and learn from from things that flow at us so i think uh watching myself my interaction uh in like a third person point of view uh, with my son i think that's a good learning process and if i could overcome that i could probably overcome anything there we go I. I really think there's something to that, especially because you hold your son so close to your heart, right? So if that's something that you can learn to let go of, there's a lot more room for you to become a better version of yourself. 
I really like that. Now, you, you mentioned something right there, observing your relationship with your son from a third person point of view. Tell us about that process. Like, do you sit down intentionally and do that on a consistent basis? Or is it just every now and then when you and your wife have conversations? Tell us about that. Well, first of all, I learned to keep myself quiet sometimes and not to become a father. So, you know, if he would have been another person, right? A, a teenager that I come in contact with, would I become a father figure and tell him the things that I'm saying to him? Instead, you know, if I'm thinking before I, I, I speak, you know, a lot of time I could be more persuasive. Sometimes I could convince him better. If I'm telling him, you have to do that, I'm your father, like things that we, we sometimes say as a father figure. Uh, for example, when I was brought up, you know, I learned to, you have to study hard in school, you know, you have to pay attention in class, and then you have to do, do a lot of homework every day. But then somehow the way that he learns, he comes home, he sits, he play video games, and then he got good grades, he do all his small homework. And then he said to me and said, I got good grades, I finished all my homework, then I just wanted to play my video games. Uh, when I have free time, you know, that's what I like to do. Uh, instead of snapping and do that, uh, I will actually respect to what he wants to do and find you know common interest to fit in some lessons. Maybe I don't need to say in front of him, this is what you have to learn. You know, whenever there's a right moment for, for teaching, I, could, I try to fit it in there. Uh, he's learning how to drive. So you, no one wants to be told that they're doing something wrong. But then there are also in, in another way, uh, in my case, a third party stories, to tell them, but they get the idea that you're trying to educate them, you're trying to help them or convince them to do something that you you think is right. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. It sounds like your son is doing more with less. <laughs> well, he is, he, he just sits around, but then, you know, he, he has talent. You know, I just wish that, you know, he could do a little more, a little more, just a tiny bit. Uh, so then you know, there are more options for him, not saying that, he has to be a certain way that we as a parent want him to be. But then if he, uh, you know, in my opinion, pay more attention and then do a little more, then there are more options out there that's going to be available for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, there we go. Let's get back uh, to your dreams and goals. Now, we've talked a little bit about your business, doing more with less. You know, you and your wife are business partners. You want to decrease time while increasing activity in the business. Tell us a little bit more about some other visions and dreams that you have for your business, if there are any more, and for your life. Well, I think for, for the business, we wanted to, because when people think about the promotional product industry, they, they think that we are a commodity-driven business, right? You know, how cheap can you get uh, certain things with me? I want just one bunch of pens. How, how much do you sell them? And uh, sometimes they use the word swag, which stands for stuff we all get. We wanted, I want to try to change the behavior for my client, for the understanding to, to the industry. So I'm doing a lot more education. I, I like to be... Again, going back to my son's example, give them third-party examples. How can other companies that are innovative able to use promotional product to create the branding versus if you want to buy the cheapest pen, there are someone out there. So learning from that you know, experience I just shared with you, with my son, I think I'm creating, uh, I want to create better third-party examples so I can connect, you know, in, in our world, our, our dream client out there. There we go. There we go. I love it. And who is your dream client? 
Well, a dream client is a company that has a team of 50 more team member who have a lot of team members working remotely. And they also want to create a custom onboarding uh, journey for, for the client. These are the clients that will understand what we're trying to promote for them and to create a campaign that fit in within the vision. There we are. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Yeah, I looked at the question that you sent me and I'm happy to report that I will be checking one item off my bucket list in April. Sounds good. What what item is that? Uh, you're probably too young to have you seen Rocky? I have seen Rocky. Okay, uh, so Rocky run uh, Rocky Balboa actually ran up the uh, Philadelphia Museum of Art of the stairs. Uh, we are going to Philadelphia, and I'm going to run those stairs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Run the stairs from Rocky. Which movie was that in? Was that That's in? Rocky one, the the original one. There we go. And I'm trying to buy those sweatpants. You, I'm, I'm going to take videos. And if you follow me, then you'll see, see it in April. You know, There we go. And this podcast, I'm pretty sure it'll be posted after April. So guys, go check out his social media and see uh, if he ran the stairs and celebrate on the day that this podcast is launched. There we go. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat, chat about? We got running the stairs, changing the behavior for your clients by educating them, doing more with less in your business. Uh, continue learning how I could become more patient because I think that if I, you know, all the example I think I just described uh, require a certain level of uh, patience, which I don't have when I was younger. But if you're able to keep quiet, be a good listener, and try to find related uh, first party example, you could be more persuasive. And if I act on uh, re reflective behavior, you know, so if I respond right away, if I wanted to become an argument, you know, even in business too, you know, before when I was younger, when customer complain or address a concern that they might have, I snap, right? You know, we are proud of something that uh, we have produced and we have uh, done. Then what, what do you mean like that? You know, our pro product is perfect. What do you mean? Instead, now I learn to listen, uh, see if there is something that we could really fix it. You know, if it is within my capability, it's done. You know, when they when they address those concerns, no worry, you know, I'm going to fix it for you. So I think if I'm able to learn how to do that better, I think the business will take off from there. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, a lot of people struggle with patience, myself included. So would you mind sharing with us why you think you struggle with patience so much? Maybe it's something that you really respond to, attach to, especially if people question you on something that you believe strongly in, whatever that might be. It could be, you know, what you believe is the best food, right? What you believe in the first, uh, the, the best sports team. So if I'm, you know, fans of other sports team and I challenge you, then we start getting impatient. We start getting arguments. Sometimes, you know, we have seen videos uh, on the internet. People got in fights just because, you know, People don't agree with you on the same idea. But then if you're patient, sometimes you actually learn a lot from when people actually complain to you, especially in business. If they are complaining about that, go back to what I said, ask the right question, guide them. You, sometimes they will tell you more than, you know, 
they will normally will tell you, you know, they will tell you what your competitors are doing better than you, how your competitor is, you know, maybe better, faster or whatever that it is. So you can actually write down notes when people complain to you uh, on how you can be better. A lot of us want to send a survey, you know, to people, right? We give a, a gift card, but then on the other end, when we fill out surveys, we just check box and we just want a gift card. We, we, we're not really caring for what the question they're asking uh, you're asking about, but we are complaining. We, we will make sure that they know that everything that they did wrong and then everything that we wanted to improve on. So I, I think that's actually a really good learning that lesson. If you care about customer service, when people complain or address their concern to take down notes and see first, if you can change and second, if you can really fix this on the spot for them, that's how you can build a better customer relationship. There we go. I love that. So having the um, patience, even though your heart is really tied to your business, you really believe in your business, having the um, patience and like humility almost to listen to a customer's concern and then try to solve the problem for them, which is why we're all entrepreneurs anyway. We solve problems, right? Um, I really love that. I also like how you tied patience to uh, pride in a way. It's like when we really have a strong belief we get defensive quickly because we want to defend that belief because we feel like it's a part of who we are and that can lead to impatience. I, I never really thought about it like that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, any other dreams or goals you want to touch on before we move on? I have a lot of hobbies and so little time. So I think, you know, it's just maybe for me is to focus on one thing uh, that, you know, to get good on, but then you know, sometimes it, it's, it's hard. You know, I like to try a lot of new things. And so I think uh, getting more focus, you know, is what I need to work on as well. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Swire, if there was one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? It could be personal as well. Yep. I would like to meet uh, Pavel Tasilin, who is the chairman of Strong First. He's known as the evil Russians who uh, you know, invite kettlebell in the United States. So I'm a Strong First uh, kettlebell certified instructor. I would love to have a conversation with Pavel about you know, his philosophy about exercise, about kettlebell. And he actually have a lot of good insights to cut out the noise, kind of like what I do with do more with less. You know, there are other, there are a lot of exercise, lots of mis uh, misinformation about the fitness industry. He was able to go in and dissect a lot of the things and just pick out the best. And then now uh, teaching, you know, with the people who are in the Strong First program. There we go. And his name is Pavo. Tasulin, gotcha. Yes, yeah. I can spell it if you like. Oh no, that's fine. I'll, I'll look it up later, and it'll be in the show notes for those who want, if you know him, to make the introduction. What are, What are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals? I think you got to set the goals, right? You know, so we're talking about uh, dream goals, but I think you have to set the goals. And then you not only you have to set your dream goals, you have to set goals that you know that you could achieve pretty quickly, right? For example, I want to wake up at 7.30 and then eat my breakfast 
and then be ready for work. That will be something simple. And that's something, that's a goal that you should set yourself if it aligned with your dream goal. Because, you know, we can, when we talk about a dream goal, that means that it's not available to us or it's kind of out of reach to us. But we know that for some way, somehow, if we work on it, there might be a chance that I'm able to do that. But if, if you don't uh, set the small goals, then you're not able to reach the big goals. For example, you know, going back to the fitness uh, analogy, you know, on my test, I need to set, snatch a kettlebell uh, 44 pounds uh, in weight 100 times within five minutes. In the first day, I could not do it. That's no way I can do it. But then by able to do it every day, do it, you know, it, with a routine. I was able to do that with four months of training. So in the first day, it's not possible. But then if you set goals and do celebrate, if you are able to meet your small goal, when you celebrate, when you get better and when you get more happy and you build confidence, then that's how you're able to reach your dream goals. Yeah, absolutely. So you got the dream goals and you got the quick goals to kind of build that confidence, celebrate yourself, and it just builds that momentum, really. Yeah, just like when you have when you go to a kid's sport game and when they score, when they do little things and we high five them, we make a big deal out of it. And then so they, they got happy, they got more confident, we get better. But when we get older, we actually don't celebrate small wins anymore. You know, we aim for the big goal, we aim for the big bonus, whatever that might be for, for you. But then we we don't celebrate small stuff right now. Where do you get a high five when you, you know, get a good sales call? When do you get a high five when customers say thanks to you? We don't do that. So I would encourage everyone listening right now, you know, set up really small, easy goal that you could do very easy and you celebrate them. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrate yourself, celebrate your small dubs. They will lead to big dubs. Well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. I, I'm going to stick with Rocky because I think that is actually really, he actually wrote, direct, and act for that first one. So he actually got nominated for a Canning Award, which he did win. But that goes into a lot of things. You know, I'm an immigrant. You know, I struggle. And then I think I'm kind of on the way path to, you know, a little bit of success. So I think that movie is actually unique at describe, you know, an immigrant struggling and then he, you know, uh, find an opportunity. He actually worked hard. He didn't get it on the first movie. He didn't win Apollo, uh, but then he, he really worked hard. He gave it all his, his best. And then it kind of like a tradition American success story. So I, I do like that. It resonated with me the first time I watched it. I think I was like 10 years old. Uh, now I watch it, you know, a couple of years ago, still have the same message. I, I like to struggle. I like to underdog. And I like to see how you can put in your routine, your hard work, and then you become successful. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I didn't. Yeah, Rocky, it's such a good motivational, inspirational movie. And I really, um, I didn't. I don't like it because I uh, resonate with the story like you do, but those are good points. Like the struggle, the path to success, the good old underdog. Everybody loves those things. So I love it. Cool. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I know you've already mentioned a couple, but let's just go over them again. Well, I like my routine. I think uh, a routine, once you identify your goals, can 
give you a better pathway of success. Because if you set a certain goal, but then you don't constantly work on it, or, you know, spend time to work on parts of it, you can never reach those goals. You know, some people set really high goals, but then, you know, I asked them backwards, how can you set up yourself or your business or whatever that might be to that dream goal if you don't practice and if you don't improve or if you don't review your progress and you know without routine and consistency you can never achieve those goals gotcha so you take care of yourself with your routine tracking reviewing reflecting so you can optimize for progress Whatever the, the goal will be, I actually like to develop a, a plan, what I call it. So let's say someone, you know, uh, set a goal for, for themselves. And then what are those goals will be? What are some of the steps that are known to you that you know you can do to work towards the goals? Sometimes there are uncertainties or unknown. Maybe it, it's never been done before, right? You're trying to do something extraordinary, which may, may never have been done. Uh, so what, who are some of the people that you can talk to? Uh, what are some of the examples out there? You know, with YouTube, you have unlimited resources, really, you know, when you go on to podcasts, you have even more. So what are the things that you need to get yourself near or close to or experiment to be able to uh, go to your goals? So you could actually develop a plan for yourself. Maybe it takes one year, maybe it takes five years, or maybe it takes 20 years in, in case of the bonsai. So that's why when you backtrack those goals, knowing what needs to be done, uh, set milestone for yourself, then that's how you can able to, you know, try to reach those goals. There we go. There we go. Backtrack your goals, set it up into weekly, daily things that you can do, and then celebrate the small victories like we mm -hmm. talked about earlier. There we go. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Pavo? I could probably reach out to him. I, I He's on the forum on Strong First. I could probably email him. I know he lives in Santa Monica. I'm in LA. So if I go to the beach, which I know where he trains at the beach in the morning, uh, if I go more than enough times, I could probably see him at the beach. There we go. There we go. Reach out to him. Go to the beach where he's at. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to, you know, hit those business goals and change the behavior of your clients? I, I like this analogy. You know, we, we all know that, the you know, a, a thousand mile journey, you know, beginning with one step, you know, we all heard that somewhere before. Um, but what I wanted to add to that is, but if you have a misstep, you could be a hundred miles away from your goal. So, you know, do you start and try to act on what you wanted to dream? But do you have enough planning, you know, to, to talk to enough people? Do you have a uh, goal in place, you know, how you track your milestone so that you're not going off track? So I think I think that is very important. Mm. I really like that, actually. That's a very good addition to, um, to the saying, especially because I think in the compound effect, it talks about an airplane, like two planes can, launch from the same location at the same time one can be one degree off and by the end of the three-hour flight or whatever it'll be hundreds of miles away mm -hmm. and yeah so really good addition i love it sounds good well we have one last question for you and it okay. requires a bit of pretext so you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset they're not willing to accept help not willing to accept change sometimes they'll live their whole life like that and sometimes they'll die like that unfortunately other times 
they will kind of switch over to a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? I think maybe it got a, a way of struggle that is way too much for one to bear. And then there are actually two ways, you know, first will be you give up, you know, you never wanted to be associated with those go again, or you at a turning point, because if you're, if you're at the very bottom, the only way you can go up is it's up. There we go. You meet that struggle, come face to face with yourself and you make a choice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Swire, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Well, I love, love our conversation. You know, any question that you think I, I didn't touch on that you would like to ask me? Um, yeah, sure, sure. This is usually one. Sorry about it. I, <laughs> it's funny, guys. I actually send this question to all my guests, but I kind of skip over this. And it's really like your story of what caused you to really take the first step towards your dreams and goals. If you could dive a little bit more into that, your history and kind of the adversity you've met, that'd be great. Well, actually, I was forced to start my first company. So I actually start my first company because on the day of my honeymoon, I found out that the company that I was working for at that time went out of business. So I'm newly wet, no job. So I actually decided to I start my own business in the CVD, DVD replication. I was trained as a recording engineer. So I did a lot of struggling, a lot of um, learning. You know, I don't have the resources that we and now have, you know, with the social media, with online. So I learned it the hard way, you know, think about if you need to learn to cold call and then you need to call a hundred people per day, you know, you learn it the hard way. And then, but with those struggles, I quickly learned how to handle rejection, how, how, and what I should say when I approach a new prospect. So one thing, one thing led to the another and, you know, it, we become a good business and I always have an eye for curiosity. So able to point out things that are not available here in the US, but then available in other countries. So I'm actually using my outsource uh, capability to bring in packaging material and packaging options that are not available here in the US. For example, if you still remember, if you're old enough to buy CDs and DVDs, you know that they are packages in a uh, jewel case. But then we actually import different packaging options, trifle, different uh, eco-friendly options that actually have no plastic uh, material on the packaging. So then we actually became the go-to uh, company for custom packaging. So I think by recognizing, listening to a client, and then keep on working on your goal, you know, we were able to build out that company and to eventually uh, sell it to one of our local competitors. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So a company that started because your job that you had, the company went like bankrupt. It, it was donezo. And you were like, I'm newlywed. I need to figure something out. So you started this company and you started off cold calling, solo man show. And now you've scaled up to the point where you can outsource, have become the go-to company for custom packaging. And that's kind of where we're at now, right? Yeah. And, you know, it was a fun journey, you know, learn a lot and made a lot of mistakes. I wish that, you know, there are podcasts, you know, like the one that you're doing right now back then. So I, I can probably learn, learn more and not go through all the missteps and travel a hundred miles somewhere that is not right. And you have to walk back. It's not fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, now you can start your podcast and educate people. <laughs> so um, there we go. Oh, that's one thing I was curious about. I know you're educating other businesses. Do you have a podcast or is that something you've thought about? Yeah, I actually do. Uh, my The name of my co- podcast is called The Small Business Show. So it's exactly based off of that idea. You know, I invite, you know, people uh, who are experts in the field. So for example, it would be digital marketing, maybe public speaking, customer service. So I really ask them my question, you know, how do you suggest that a small business can get better? You know, how can you suggest that when we do a big presentation, how can we be more persuasive? So a lot of the things, I think all of the things that I've, I've mistakes and uh, go wrong about, I wanted to invite expert to address those questions. If I can send it back 15, 20 years ago to me listening to, to those podcasts. So I think I could probably help myself, you know, a lot, you know, back then. Yeah, there we go. I love it. Well, awesome, Swire. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I think we're having a good conversation. And, you know, I think, you know, it. you, you can get the theme, you know, what I'm going, you, I'm a routine person. You know, I like to, try to identify, you know, what I need to work on. And, you know, hopefully I, I like to work on it. There we go. Well, awesome. Swire. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Tim. Yes. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Swire had to say, make sure to a go follow him on social media and see the video of him running up the stairs (laughs) that were in the Rocky movie and B just connect with him, share his business, share his podcast, follow his podcast. And yeah. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.